Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. The title of our message is this, Faith for the Fool. Faith for the Fool, because usually during this time of the year is the year where we, it's the time of the year where we and you get kind of, we slow down a bit. We kind of take our foot off the gas. We take things slow because it's already towards the end of the year. But, but I want to encourage you to finish strong. I want to encourage you as you are doing what you need to do to finish the year strong in the Lord. I'm believing that as you walk into 2023, that you would walk in full, full of faith, full of breakthroughs, full of miracles, full of blessings, that I'm believing that God would fill you to the brim because it's not enough for us to be filled and never full. Because me and you can find things that fill us, hobbies and different things that will fill us. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But if we don't live a life that is full of God, we will always feel like we're lacking. And God is never meant for you to feel like you lack. God, Jesus said, I have come so they would have life to the full. Life in a abundance, not life of lacking, not life of bitterness, not life of broken, no, no, life to the full. And that's the kind of God that we serve, a God that gives us life to the full. And faith puts us in the driver's seat to be full. Our faith in God gets us in the driver's seat to be full. That's why tomorrow, if you, if you didn't go last month, tomorrow, we're, usually it's a Tuesday night, but because of the month of November and scheduling, tomorrow night at 7 p.m., we're going to be in this room for prayer night. And if you didn't get to come to prayer night the last month, I want to encourage you to come tomorrow night and receive from the Lord. Last month, man, we, we experienced a beautiful time. I keep bragging about it because I want every person to be a part of what God's doing. And we're going to sit, we're going to pray. If you came the last time you saw, it's not just a normal prayer night. We're really going to go after the Lord. We're going to seek the Lord. We're going to pray. We're going to declare things. I'm going to lay hands on you. It's going to be a special time tomorrow as we get ready for the month of December and the end of the year. But God, like I said, it is time for us to get on the moving part of our relationship with God so that we could experience everything that God has to offer. And God's promise, God has promised us so many things, and he wants us to experience them all. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Romans chapter 4. We're going to be in verses 16 through 25. Romans 4, 16 through 25. And it says this. It says, so the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This would happen. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. 
He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, he counted him as righteousness. And when God counted him as righteousness, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Church, I'm here to encourage you that faith enables us to receive every promise that God has for us. And we see in the book of Romans, I love the book of Romans. The book of Romans is, to be honest, I'm already thinking about just doing a series on the book of Romans because it's such a, it's such a book of faith, but it's also just a book of doctrine to remind us of the God we serve. And as we read here, we see that Abraham, although he was a man of God, he was filled, but he was not full. Because in those times, what really made someone full was when they had a family. If you had a family, that was the goal for every Jewish person. Having a family was a big deal. And when you couldn't have a family, it was almost like you were looked down upon. It was like, oh, like it's, it's that family. Oh, it's, it's, it's that person. So when someone was struggling like Abraham, it was a big deal. Because why? Because family, it, for Jewish people, even for us Hispanics, it's a big deal. Leaving an inheritance for your kids, it's a big deal. And the Bible says that Abraham received it by faith. He received it. Abraham believed God. And because he believed God, he became the father of many nations. Because he believed God. That's why in the book of Genesis, if you don't know the story, go to the book of Genesis and you'll find the story of Abraham. That's why we sing songs like Father Abraham and many sons. You know, as a children's here, we used to sing that song all the time with Pastor Jeff. And, um, and because he really, really... Out of Abraham's line is where we see the Israel come to pass. The Israelites come through that. I mean, we, it's a whole thing. But during that time, Abraham was not experiencing anything. And so I want to I wanna give you three keys to being full. Not just in your stomach, like after this, you're going to get brunch at La Finca or wherever you go. Just throwing ideas for you. Or Magnolia Cafe, I don't know. A lot of different places. But also to be full in your spirit so that whenever you go to where you have to go, your job, your family, whatever that looks like, you will never feel like you're lacking. Because the worst thing is that we would go into Monday and whatever our Monday looks like and always feel like we're missing something. It always feels like it's never enough. It always feels like, a man, I'm missing out. And then the reality is that God never meant for you to feel that way. In fact, he's promised you to give you everything. He's promised to give you health. He's promised to give you blessings. He's promised to make breakthrough for you. God is a God of promises. God is not a man that he should lie, the Bible says. Because we can lie and we can, yes, amen. We can be the type of person, man, I promise you that next week I'll give you this. Ever met someone that says, I promise you and they never do it? I promise I'll come and do this and you never it never happens. And the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. But three things to be full. Number one is this, is that you have to receive by faith. If I'm going to live a life that is full, full of the spirit of God, full of him, I have to receive it by faith. The Bible says again in verse 16, so the promise is received 
by faith. It is, a, it is given as a free gift. There is not one promise in the word of God that we cannot receive. There is not one promise. If you study from the book of Genesis all the way to the Revelation, there is not one promise that means you do not have the right to receive. Now one thing, there's not one thing that God can, will ever withhold from people, his children. And so when me and you are going to experience the promise of God, if, you're looked, if you need peace, God promises to give you peace. If you're going to experience it, it is by faith and not self. Because me and you, if we're not careful, we will do things in our own power to fix a problem that only God can fix. We will make decisions in our own power. We will make decisions out of impulse. We will say things because why? We're trying to fix it in our problem because we're not, we're not feeling it. We're not seeing it the way it should. And so human beings for the longest time have taken problems into their own hands. And what happens is we always fall flat in our face. Why? Because we didn't trust God with it. We didn't trust God with it. We thought, man, you know what? This isn't working. Let me do it myself. Let me do it this way. You know, man, this, this isn't happening the way I want it to. Let me, let me try it this way. And before you know it, you've been trying for 10 plus years and things have not changed. Why? Because God is not in the picture. And here's the thing about God. God wants to be. There's nothing about us. The Bible says in Romans 8 that nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Not one thing. There's nothing that you've done in this life that can separate you from God loving you. And so what, are, what do we have to do? We have to approach God differently and receive what he has. It's a free thing. What I love about the promise of God is that I don't got to work for it. Me and you don't have to work for God's promises. God says, I freely give it to you. So if you feel like, man, I'm working, I'm trying on things, maybe you need to switch and say, God, I'm just going to receive what you have for me. It's not a feeling like, man, I got to do this so that God can notice me. God already notices you, my friend. Man, I got I to gotta act like this so maybe God can look at me differently. Church, God already looks at you differently. He looks at you like a son, like a daughter. He already does. Humanity has made people feel, religion has made people feel that they have to work for God's grace instead of receiving God's grace because it's free. I got to work. I got to do something. I got to get on my knees from plantation and all the way to ICM. I got to get on my knees from United South all the way to ICM for God to notice me. No. We don't, you don't got to do nothing. You don't got to do 10 jumping jacks. You don't got to arm wrestle me for the grace of God. You don't got to do nothing. No, no. I receive it. Everything that God has for us, it's free. I receive it by faith. I was watching, I don't know if you've ever seen the Chosen series. I don't know, has anybody ever seen the Chosen series? If you haven't, I, I encourage you to get it. I think you can get it on, uh, you can watch it on Prime Video. The Chosen series, to be, can I be completely honest with you? I think Christian movies are the worst. They're terribly made. Like, they need a budget that's big, like a Disney kind of budget, because I think they're cheesy and terrible. Every time people want to invite it, back in the day when they would invite me to watch Christian movies, I cringed on the inside of me, but I smiled on the outside. Because I think they're the worst thing in, in the world. But the Chosen series is an actually, I, 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 was, I remember when someone recommended it to me, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it out. And I remember watching it, and I was like, you know what, hey, this is really good. Like, this is a good show. Like, any, anybody that wants to 
to watch how Jesus did, the, even the way they portrayed Jesus, I was like, you know what? Jesus would exactly would act like that and say the things that he says. And so I started watching the Chosen series. We have it in my house. And um, I, I remember the story that they portray in the show, and it's in the Bible too, of the woman in Samaria. This woman is not married. She's been through five men. And so she's already looked down upon. She's already rejected. She's already going through that. If you think rejection now is like a big deal, you should have been back then. It was very bad. And so this woman goes to the well where Jesus is at and Jesus says, can you give me a drink of water? And that already was a big deal because men are not supposed to go to women like that. So Jesus is already breaking the religious rules. And he asked for a drink. And they begin the conversation. And then at the end of the conversation, he tells her, I can give you water that's living water and you'll never go thirsty. I can give you something that you've been searching for that nobody else can fill but me. And in that story, we see how Jesus comes and changes a girl's life. A girl that was broken, a girl that was looked down upon, a girl that was going through a lot. And he restores her back. And I, 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 wish, I wish I thought about it earlier to show you the clip. Because the way that this clip, they, they show the girl receive what God was saying. And her eyes open to the reality that God can give me something. A dirty person like me, something. I mean, it'll make you cry. It'll make you be like, man, God, thank you for being so good to me. And I think, church, we have to get to a place, church, that whenever God is promising something, that we would receive it by faith, without any ulterior motives, without any trying to make logic. of No, no, I receive what you have for me by faith so that I could experience all that you have. And Jesus was trying to get her to understand because she kept going back and forth. Jesus, she's like, hey, I can give you this. And I think sometimes we're like that with Jesus. We go back with Jesus, back and forth, back and forth. And Jesus is like, look, just receive what I'm telling you, and you'll never be thirsty. Receive what I'm telling you, and you'll never go hungry. Receive me. That's what Jesus wants you to do, is to receive him. To receive it. Receive it. The Bible says to receive it. He said, I received it by faith. I receive it. Church, faith is free and God's promises are free, but it's our job to obtain it. And it is by faith. And our ability to receive that is by what we allow to be filled with. I can't receive what God promises me with fear. I can't receive what God's promising me with other things. Because whatever you are filled with, you will be led by. Whatever you're filled with, you will be led by. And if you are filled with fear, you'll never experience what God has to give you with faith. Because fear and faith don't go hand in hand. In fact, fear is a reverse of faith. Fear is believing in something other than God. And so if I'm going to receive what God has for me, I can't receive God with what God has for me if I have faith inside my spirit. I mean, fear inside my spirit. I can't. I can't receive what God has for me if I have other things that I'm allowing in my life to get in the way. Because if, they, if I'm filled with something else, I'll never be full. I'll never be full. Like that woman at the well. 
I can keep going back for the same thing. And she, water, water, water. And Jesus was trying to get her to understand, you don't, you need something more than water. You're thirsty and you can't get filled. And he begins to tell her her whole life. He says, you've been with five men and the person that you're living with is not your husband. And then he restores her life. He says, I'm going to give you water. And she begins, she becomes like a missionary and evangelist telling the whole city about this man named Jesus. And so you have to ask yourself, what am I filling my life with? Is it doubt? Is it discouragement? Is it unbelief? Am I just living with unbelief? Like I don't believe God can do the things I used to believe he could do? Or am I filling myself with faith to receive what he has for me? Because if I'm filled with fear, I'm going to be subject to Satan and death. I'm going to be subject to whatever he has. But if I'm filled with faith, man, I become a recipient of all that God has for me. But I'm receiving this by faith. I receive it by faith. I'm receiving, I'm I'm trusting God, I trust you. I'm trusting. Because Satan will try to distract you with all your problems. He'll get you distracted to think about, man, X, Y, and Z. I got problem A, B, and C. I got this issue over here, that issue. I got family issues. I got, I got stressed out with this. And the devil will get you to be distracted with everything else. But there is not one problem that our God is not big enough to solve. There is not one problem, not one power, not one demon that the God will come in and set you free and deliver you from. There's not one thing that God cannot fix for your life. Doesn't matter how long the struggle's been, God can set you free in a moment. Because I believe that is the God that we serve. Abraham is a perfect example of the kind of God that me and you serve. So, church, I'm here to encourage you to receive what God says and watch how God works. Receive what God says today and watch how God works. Receive it by faith. Second thing is this. You got to believe God's word. I can't just read his word. I got to believe what he says. I can't just read it so that I can have knowledge up here. So that when someone asks me questions, I have something to say. No, no. I actually got to believe what I'm reading. I got to believe what I'm hearing. I can't come into Sunday morning and say amen. And then come Monday morning with my problems and then forget what I said amen about. No, no. I got to believe God's word. And whatever God has promised in his word can only be experienced by faith. I'm tr- it's this, God, I'm trusting your word over what everybody else is saying. I'm trusting your word over what I'm hearing. I'm trusting your word over what I'm reading. I'm trusting your word. I have to believe, church, what God says over what I see. I have to believe it, church. Abraham became the father of many nations. Abraham, the Bible says that, that Abraham believed God. And God credited him as righteousness. Abraham believed God even at 100 years old. He believed God even when his wife's womb was closed. He believed God. He was past his prime. He could have made every excuse and said, you know what, God? I'm 100 years old. Thank you for being nice to me. I'm just going to, it is what it is. No, no, but he, because God said it, so it shall be. He had a spirit in him said, God, because you said it and because you promised me, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be faithful to you. 
I'm going to keep obeying you because you said it. And the Bible says that her womb was open and she had a son. Did Abraham jump the gun a few times? He did. But God still, whatever God promised, he still received it. He still received it. He believed God at his word. I want to share something with you. This has been awesome, church. You have to understand something. If you're here for the first time or you've been coming for the past several months, you are in the middle of a move of God. Amen? And this is why I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to say the person's name. I'm going to share you a testimony that, that I was in Pittsburgh. And when I got this, it like made me want to do a little praise break in Pittsburgh. All right. But let me tell you something. I'm not going to say this. Hope all is well. My daughter-in-law, I'm not going to say her name. The wife has a testimony. And I, actually, I'm going to ask this person. Hopefully, we can make a video because this is such a great testimony. She said before she met her husband and in, in, in her history, at age 19, she was on depression pills. And, and she, by mistake, she took so many that belonged to her scissor, which was three times the strength. And all of a sudden, started feeling her throat close, and they called 911. She says that when the paramedics got there and put her in a gurney, she saw darkness. They can see and feel evil. And she saw a presence that looked, which I believe was the devil, looked like Freddy Krueger. She said she thought she was dead, but thank God that he let her live because she had overdosed on pills. And then check this out, church. Then, when she was pregnant with our grandbaby, they told her that she had HPV, she had cancer. They would have to remove her uterus and cervix after birth. But we prayed, and, and, and they say the names, and believed God for a miracle. We were faithful with tithing and seeking the Lord. When she went to the doctor last month, and the doctor told them that she had cancer before, she said that she was now cancer-free. Oh, you, you, you got to be more excited than that. Do not tell me that God doesn't do miracles anymore. And God healed her. And she says she wants the congregation to know that when we put our trust in God and seek him wholeheartedly, that he can do miracles. Nothing is possible for, for, for him. God can save anyone no matter what they're going through. Oh, hallelujah. When I, I'm telling you, church, we serve a God of God of miracles. We, this, girl, this girl believed God, that God could do anything. And she is now cancer free. And I'm here. I hope this is an encouragement for you. That maybe in your walk with God, maybe your faith died or maybe you've given up on a lot of things. But I'm here to tell you, try again. I'm here to tell you, believe again. I'm here to say, God, I'm going to put this in your hands again. So that you could experience the freedom that God has for your life. Because we serve a big God, church. We serve a God that does the impossible. The same way that God took care of Abraham, he'll take care of you. The same way that God took care of this girl, he'll take care of you. In Jesus' name, amen. So the, the question might, you might have is, Lord, what, what kept Abraham from, for, from, you know, to believe God? And it was faithfulness. Church, God doesn't just want your faith. He wants faithfulness. 
And what does that mean? Is that when God told Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations at such an old age, he was faithful to God anyways. He was faithful every single day, even when he didn't see in that moment the progress. He didn't see in that moment the change. No, he was faithful to God anyways. And God looks at faithfulness. God wants your faithfulness. God, that's why the Bible says in the Gospels, to keep knocking and the door will be open. Seek. He, God is asking us to be persistent with him. Even when it doesn't look like God is working. And let me tell you something. When it doesn't look like God is working. Can I tell you something? God is always working. So when it doesn't look like God is working, don't allow the devil to tell you it's not working. It's that God is working. You just haven't seen it yet, but he will. God is working. Don't allow the current situation to disrupt or discourage you from seeking God anyways. Because he is working. I shared with you time and time again, my daughter is an example of what it is to trust God over what I see. To trust God. To believe that if God said it, so shall it be. If God said it. If God has promised all of these things, it is our job to believe Don't take my word for it. Take his. This girl didn't take my word for it. She took his. Church, I I told you last time, I'm not, this is not my church. It's God's. I'm just his assistant. I'm doing what he's asked me to do. I'm believing what he's telling me to say. I'm, I'm choosing to believe God's word. But he asks us to be faithful. Will you remain faithful to God even in the midst of wonder? God, How are we going to do this? God, is this really going to work? God, can this really change? God, can she really be healed? God, can he really get this job? Remain faithful. Remain faithful. Abraham was faithful to the Lord until he received it. Remain faithful. Believe God's word. Believe him that when God said it, it shall be done. When the word of God goes forth, something has to happen. The Bible says in the Gospels that Jesus met a centurion soldier. I preached about this. The centurion soldier goes up to Jesus and he tells them, Hey, my, my servant is dying. Can you heal him? And when Jesus said, yeah, where, where do you live? The Bible says that he said, no, Lord. I, I, I'm unworthy of you coming. If you just say it, I know he'll be healed. Church I, church, I encourage you that I believe in my heart that we would have a faith that said, Lord, if you say it, I know it's going to happen. God, if you said it, I know it's going to happen. God, if you wrote it, it's going to happen. God, if you promised me this, I'm going to receive it. God, I know it. We have to get to a place, God, where we believe God's word. And the last thing is this. We speak God's word. Speak God's word. The Bible says that Abraham trusted the Lord. Don't allow yourself to be double-minded. Don't allow yourself to believe God one day and the next day not. Don't allow your spirit to be discouraged. Because the moment you allow yourself to be filled with all these other things, you're not going to speak what God said. You're going to speak what you feel. And and it's very easy to speak what we feel. Because we feel all the time. And when we speak what we feel, at times we won't align with what God said. And so we got to change the narrative and we got to speak what God says. In fact, James talks about being double-minded. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to James chapter one. 
6 through 8. It says this. It says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is, an unsettled, is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Go back to verse 6. I'm going to read it one more time. I need you to get this in your spirit. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with a divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not, re- ex- should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Church, we have to get to a place where we live a life that is not double-minded, but single-focused. It's not double-minded. I'm not double-minded. My mind's not going to be double-minded with what I'm experiencing or what I'm seeing, and then also with my faith. No, no. God, I'm I'm single-focused. I'm looking at you. I know that there's waves. I know that there's problems. I know that there's, I'm not ignorant to it, but God, I'm looking to you because as I look to you, my promises are coming. As I look to you, the healing is coming. As I look to you, there's breakthrough, open doors. As I look to you, as I look to you, as I look to you. Because when we become like the book of James says, the Bible says we shouldn't expect anything. Because our faith is not in God alone. Our trust is not in God alone. The Bible says in the very first thing, it's not in God alone. And so church, you are the prophet of your own life. Train your mouth to speak with with what God says, not what you feel. Train your mouth to say what God says, not what you feel. You are the prophet of your own life. You are the one that declares things. When the Israelites were in trouble in the, in the Old Testament, what would they do? And they were about to go into war. The Bible says that they would declare who God was. Because I have to declare, I might not feel it. I might be afraid. There's battles happening in my life. But I'm going to declare who God is anyways. Because as I'm declaring, I'm beginning to believe. My faith is growing. I'm trusting him. I'm seeing that God, you said you are the God, the creator of the universe. You're the one that rose from the dead. Your spirit lives in me. You got to get to a place that, man, I might feel one way. But out of my mouth, it's going to come faith. Even if you're thinking it, don't say it. Even if you're feeling it, don't let it come out of your mouth. Train your mouth to speak with faith. To speak what the word of God says. Just train your mouth to speak with faith. I said it two Sundays ago. If you will change your words, it'll change your life. If you change your words, if you change the way you talk, don't be negative Nancy. And if you're a Nancy in here, I'm not talking about you, all right? Just to, I want to make sure. I don't want to get an email. I'm never coming back to ICM. But don't let negativity, if you are constantly being negative, don't wonder why you always feel negative. If what comes out of your mouth is constantly death, it's constantly defeat, 
is constantly complaint, then do not wonder why you feel the way you feel because you're not speaking in faith. You've allowed what you saw. You've allowed what you're experiencing in the moment to dictate your belief in God. And I'm here to encourage you, church. Speak differently. In fact, the Bible says this. Let me read you another verse. Can I read you another verse? 1 John chapter 5. Not John. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. says this. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us, when when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. One more time, verse 14. And we are confident. Can we say confident? Say confident. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. When we ask for. Church, when we speak God's word and we believe in faith, expect to receive something from the Lord. Expect to see something from the Lord. Maybe you lost money in a deal, in a business deal. Maybe there was something that you invested in and and it went south. I'm here to encourage you that the devil will try to get you to speak death, make you say things like you're dumb, you're defeated, this is never going to work. But I'm here to let you know that if you would speak with faith, If you would look at the situation and in faith you say, you know what, my bank account looks low, but my word, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, 19, that he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. If you begin to speak like that, things are going to change. Things are going to be different because you're not going to allow this, what happening to you to dictate what you're going to say. I can imagine Abraham year after year. God said this. God promised me this. I'm going to be the father of Mary Nation. There had to be a point where Abraham had to start declaring, I am Abraham, the father of many nations. I am him. I am me. Maybe he didn't see it. Maybe he didn't feel it. But there had to be a point where he declared, I am this. I'm not dumb. I'm not old. He was old. I'm not broken. No, no, no. God said it. I am a dad. I am a dad. I am a father. For some of you, it's different. Maybe it's, I am. Man, I am blessed. I'm not poor. Man, I am going to be a great father, a great mother. My kids are of the Lord. That's the kind of talking that needs to come out of your mouth. Don't, stop speaking what other people are speaking about. Stop talking like everybody else. Stop talking the way your parents talk sometimes. And maybe from generation to generation, y'all said the same thing. No, in Jesus' name, I'm going to break that today. And I'm going to say something different. My kids are going to know Jesus. My kids are going to be blessed. My life will change. I will change the world. My family is going to see the goodness of God. You have to get to a place where you change the language. If nobody else will change it, you will. Because no one else is responsible for their life. No one else is responsible. Mom, dad, co-workers, they're not responsible for your life. You are. So because if you are responsible, then do the responsible thing and speak differently. Speak differently. And believe God and watch God do some amazing... Man, I, I, that, that, that testimony of cancer, that is just the beginning of all the testimonies that are going to happen in this church. That is the beginning. I can't wait to hear your testimony of how you believed God, how you spoke, 
and God did this, and God opened the door for this, because you decided to believe. Church, if God didn't say it, and if you didn't hear it, hear him say that, then it has no business coming out of your mouth. It has no business coming out of it. In fact, James, in that same book of James, he talks about the tongue, the power of the tongue. And maybe in January, we'll talk about, we'll do a series on words. Tia Osborne was, was big on a lot of things, and we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but church, like I said, my desire is that you would walk into 2023 full. Full, not full of pride, not full of defeat, not full of hopelessness. No, 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 no. That you be full of his spirit, full of fire, full of faith, full of breakthrough. That's what I'm believing for you. And I'm coming in agreement. Would you come in agreement with me that God will do the impossible for your life? I'm believing that for you. We pray for you all the time. We believe. We believe. Faith for the full church. Bible says that Abraham kept hoping in the Lord. And it wasn't a hope like, I wish maybe God can do this. No, it was a hope of, I'm putting my hope in the Lord. I know that it's coming. I know that this is happening. I know this is going to change. I know it. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.